What's up, everybody? This is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert. My name is Brandon, and I am the Expert. And I'm Ashlyn, and I was the Betrayed. And I'm Kobe, the Recovering Addict. What you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing. All right, uh, welcome back to September, and uh, our our podcast episodes this month are all about sex. So. Um, but before we get to our topic today, I want to read a fan shout out. Um, we got one from Broken But Healing, and he says, I've been listening to your podcast almost um, since I disclosed my affairs in 2017. I love the messages of healing and hope. I also want to thank you for discussing EMDR to help us deal with past trauma. Since finding a counselor who does EMDR, I've made huge strides in my recovery and know it's because EMDR helps me deal with my trauma. This podcast is incredible. And these three are beyond brave. Kobe for facing his trauma and shame and fighting to save his marriage rather than run. Ashton for letting other betrayed women find hope through, through her openness and for staying in your marriage when many probably question your sanity for staying. They do this with my wife. <laughs> Brandon for giving us, us addicts hope and fighting to help us recover. Thank you all. That's cool. What Isn't are, that awesome? Yeah, that's honestly, I love, we hear a lot from, the betrayed but it's really exceptional i think to hear from the once addicted who really has an appreciation for what we're trying to do absolutely yeah that's it's great. pretty cool they have every reason to be like i don't want to listen right Right. i don't want to jump into this and learn and listen but awesome good good for him very so. cool okay so uh, uh sex timber we're talking about sex still isn't sex just like the best thing ever Indeed. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. Well, can't it be? It can be. Yes. And, and I think I want to preface this with, I've re- continued to receive lots of messages about what we're talking about. And I'm actually super happy how many of you are happy that we're talking about this. Yes. And they're happy to see Kobe and I in a place where we're able to talk about it. And it just makes me feel good that instead of what we thought could be really triggering isn't so much for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think uh, we all, man or woman, desire um, to have healthy, um, connected intimacy and, and sex is a part of that. And, and, um, and, and it's a beautiful, wonderful thing, right? Totally is. Um, but I, the reason I bring that up is I, I've, I've taught a lot of classes in, in church and um, I'm a little bit irreverent in church <laughs> because what I try come to do, by me then. what's that? <laughs> then come sit by me. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I teach, I try to break down a lot of things. Um, I, I try to break down a lot of shame around topics that, that we all, we all know are, are true, but nobody wants to talk about it. And sex is one of those. So I teach lessons in church about sex. That's, That's an awesome. interesting thing to do. Um, You're a Christian. Yeah, Christian and very, uh, where, where I teach is very rigid, kind of the thinking, and, um, and and closed off to some topics, really uncomfortable with those topics. and um, But it's really interesting. When I open up the conversation and the dialogue about healthy sexuality and those things, it's really interesting how people respond. They, they are so grateful, and they feel a sense of relief, like, oh, I'm not the only one 
who has sexual feelings or desires or those type of things. And I, I think it just illustrates, um, you know, that, that sex and shame are so um, connected. And uh, a lot of us feel so much shame about who we are sexually. And both uh, from the betrayed side of things and the, the addicted side of things, um, sex is, is a shameful thing. And the more rigid r- rigidity you had as a child around sex, the more shame there is about sex. Um, and so that's what we want to talk about today, is how shame and sex are very connected and how that actually um, makes it so that it, it, it's, a perpe- it, it's a perpetual cycle that the more you feel shame about sex, the more you hide your sexuality the more you might act out sexually or shut down sexually, and the more you feel shame about sex. And it goes on and on and on. Um, so I don't know if you guys want to talk to your experience with this from each side of it, but how is sex and shame connected to you? Well, um, I, I think when I got really, really honest with myself, I, I think what I came to the conclusion was is that I actually do have um, shame about my ignorant, hyperactive mind about sex. Meaning, I, I, I guess I, I felt like I was, I just felt shame because I was this hyper, like sexually hyperactive kid and, um, an adult. And yet I, (laughs) and really being honest with myself, I'm, I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to sexuality just in general, as far as understanding a healthy place to be in. And, and sex temper actually has been a really important thing for me from just a, I guess, a self-evaluation standpoint to really think about what, well, not only what sex is about, but more about it. So I, I carry, I know that I carry shame about, about sex, but I also know that um, there is shame that exists because of my porn consumption, you know, especially right. as, as a young kid. And um, I know that, that shame has shown up for me in, um, in intimate moments with, with you, Ashlyn, because um, not because I was, um, I, I had brought porn in, like, in my head in the bedroom, but because um, I felt like if I were to um, do this or say that or suggest this or whatever the case is, that that might be perceived as me bringing porn into the bedroom. And so... It's, it's being able to deporn my brain, and I know that there's shame that, that, that surrounds that whole, that whole idea. Do you know what I mean? What, what's the healthy me? <laughs> what's the, but, that, but that person it has to be um, the person that's without porn. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. that's really the only lens that I understood But, but without porn, with. does that mean without sexuality? No, 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 for sure. It's like there, there is if, if it's, it's like... How was it like having been exposed to so much porn? Um, not I, I realized that I don't necessarily have a um, a healthy grasp. It's like not deporting your brain is one thing, but then it's like okay, now I've got to be able to spend time educating myself and learning and understanding what healthy sexuality is. And so there's right. some shame that's, that, that that exists for me. Interesting on that. Hmm. Okay, so you, I have a question for you, Kobe. Did you bring shame into the marriage about sex or were you like, I got this? 
Yeah, I was more like the 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 height the, the the hyperactive, sexually entitled person who's like, let's just let's just have sex. I'm trying to think back. Like, did I have a lot of um, shame surrounding sex as a kid and um, and as a youth? And I I can't. It, it's going to take me some time to actually think on that. Well, let me let's ask you this. Okay. Did you hide anything that you were doing sexually? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, <laughs> most definitely uh, I did. Well, why were you hiding if you didn't have any shame? Oh, that's a good point. Right. I'm trying to think of like messages or memories of messages, you know, from parents about, you know, whatever. Legit, the only thing I remember being told about as far as sex is concerned is don't look at Playboys when my dad took a, a magazine out of my hands when we were in a gas station in Montana, you know. Right. And, um, but there wasn't ever could, the sex talk. Could you talk, talk openly with anyone about sex and oh no what you were experiencing and so the answer is no but maybe what the reason why is because that wasn't an okay topic meaning they talk about you know doing chores they talk about doing homework but, but, but that, was that never insinuates addressed. something yeah that wasn't an open topic why because it's something you should be embarrassed about i don't know well, as a kid it, <laughs> you feel like it's yucky it's weird it's it's something that we need to uh, skirt around and hide yeah. yeah. So if you're not hearing it from your parents and then you go to maybe a church and you're hearing don't do it until you're married, which is what a lot of churches teach. Right. Then it's like, OK, that's that's really what I believe. Like, so, I didn't really hear about it. I had some history with um, family members getting pregnant before marriage. And it was mm -hmm. like, you just don't like yeah, don't right. do what they did. Yeah. And so there was this shame. Don't have sex before you're married. That's the yes. that's the overarching thing that you were taught about sex. Right. 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 Meanwhile, Ashlyn, while you're developing, you have hormones, you have sexual um, things happening to your body. You have, and so all those things are happening, and you're told just don't have sex until you're married. Right. And and it's really kind of confusing. Um, it's like you take you take a young adolescent right? Um, they're 13, 14 years old. And let's say they're going to church and they're told don't have sex outside of marriage or, or just don't have sexual thoughts or don't lust or whatever it is. Don't masturbate. Um, and that 13 or 14 year old, I'm guessing is probably having some sexual thoughts, right? Would you right. Human. Totally. Well, they're human. What do you know? Right? Okay. They're human. So but but they're being told don't. These and are bad. So, and so so what do they do with that? So meaning, what do they do with the message of here's the topic, here's the discussion on sex. Don't 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 don't. Yeah. And, and then wait. Yeah. And then yet wait for their marriage. body and their hormones and their right. uh, is saying do 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 <laughs> right. Like you're a sexual being, and so you you take that and you say okay hide. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to hide because I'm disgusting. There's something wrong with me. I don't want it. Nobody will love me as I am. If I opened up and talked to mom or dad about mm -hmm. what was going on with me sexually, like I can't do that. And and there's the seeds of shame, right? Right. I'm 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 broken. There's something wrong. I'm not enough because I have this these sexual feelings. Um. If it, so, so you get those messages from church. Um. You get those messages from home too, and 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 they might not be said out loud. But like what you were just saying, if mom and dad get really uncomfortable when they talk about sex or they don't talk about or it at all. Or talk about one time. Yeah, the, uh, the one time talk right. where they're really awkward when they talk to you about it. They're sending a message of 
this is an uncomfortable, disgusting, weird thing, mm-hmm. right? And so you start to internalize that, right? Um, and, it, you know, sex is such a personal thing, our sexuality, and it's so automatically vulnerable that when, when you do, do experience something sexually, um, it's so vulnerable that you're ready to kind of protect and hide it, right? You add on these, you, you heap on these messages of, hey, you better, you better be this way or that way or whatever, and then it becomes that much more easy to turn that sexuality into shame, right? Am I making sense? Yeah. yeah. Making lots no, of sense. I, I know I went into our marriage with a lot of shame about sex because of the family history with, you know, doing the, the don'ts, right? right? Right. Sex out of marriage. And then, um, being really uneducated, I went into, okay, I'm not going to have sex, but then I'm going to get married. And, you know, 10 minutes after the ceremony, it's okay. Let's go for it. Let, yeah. Okay. And <laughs> I'm thinking, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing here. <laughs> and that's, it started with that really, right. because I felt very uh, like ill-prepared. I felt like I felt that entitlement, I think, from Kobe of mm-hmm. like, I know what I'm doing. It's time. So yeah. what is wrong with you? Right. And then to go into the rest of our marriage, which included pornography use and connecting with women emotionally and and other ways. And it it brings a full force of shame. And when I hear women who say they don't have betrayal trauma after their husband having similar things to me, I'm in total shock. Like, how does that even happen right how how can you go through that without because i really i took it on and i think most of us do is this is my fault you know if we were having better sex if i knew what i was doing maybe he wouldn't be going to other women for this you just talked about the gamut of it of you know before you're married like you're given all these messages about or, or not given any messages about what sex is you're thrown into the into it, right? And then, um, and then all of a sudden, you have a spouse who's acting outside of your marriage, and you and and so you internalize that, and you say, "Okay, I, uh, you know, before I was married, I thought sex was bad. All of a sudden, sex is supposed to be okay. And what do you know? My partner isn't into me sexually, so therefore, all of your shame starts to come out. What's wrong with me? Um, and and, and and so sex becomes this this thing that just represents a shameful thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to backtrack too much, but I also want to just add this other element of context for, for me and my experience as far as where shame probably exists. And uh, sex was not discussed or talked about in the home, right? As we right. just identified. But on the playground at school, okay, that's where it was always introduced to me. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, yeah. I, I can still remember second grade walking with some kid who was in the same class as me, and we walked just the, the playground, and he talked, we, we just talked about everything, naked body parts and, you know, magazines and those kinds of things. And so because I wasn't educated by my parents because the whole topic was was not okay there, I got that information from from, from school, from the playground, right. from kids. And I think that further amplified the shame that I felt because I was experiencing it in a really hyper sexual way, very, very um, intrigued, um, heightened, sen- heightened sense, right? And, um, but yet I knew I couldn't 
talk about it at home. So I think the more I was exposed to sexuality, to um, promiscuity and so forth, you know, with friends, uh-huh. the less I wanted to talk about it at home. And you can start to see this division, right? Very real. The, the more you're into it and the more you're exposed to it and, and kind of exploring and, and those things, the less you want to talk to your parents about it, right? Yeah. And and there, you know, when when Ashton asked you earlier, did you have any sex or did you have any shame, you know, about? Well, there it is, Kobe. Mm-hmm. You just outlined. Absolutely, you did. Um, you, mom and dad weren't safe to talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Totally. But there was another element there that said, like, if I do talk about this, what are they going to think about me, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If I told them how much I'm talking about sex at school or how, you know, what what are they going to think about me? And, and so at a very young age, um, the, the faulty core belief starts to develop that my sexuality is wrong. My sexuality is bad. It needs to be right? hidden. It needs to be hidden, right. Now, I mean, let's, shame, shame isn't uh, necessarily a bad emotion, believe it or not. Um, do you guys You're going to have to really convince me of that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I teach my clients all the time, any emotion's not good or bad, it just is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, let's not judge it. So, but now shame, like anger, can get out of control pretty quickly. We have shame totally. for a reason. Shame is there for, to protect us for a reason. Now, uh, w- what it is, it's like, it's good for me to have a little bit of shame, a little bit of like self-awareness of, will other people accept me um, or I might do this, be doing this podcast naked right now. I go, whatever guys, here I am. I have no shame. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I have something that says like, Hey, like check out the context of where you're at and make sure that you fit in and make sure that now that that's, that's okay. Right. So like it was sex, it, my shame, if, if I went to class and I was raising my hand every five minutes saying, Hey teacher, I have an erection. that's just not helpful it doesn't it you know um that my shame says like keep some things to yourself like this is okay right Mm -hmm. what happens though is is shame like i said earlier it 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 runs with itself really quickly it perpetuates faster than most other emotions which says look you you have something that's that you probably shouldn't show to other people or open up about well now you better really hide it and you need to hide it more and as a young child um, when you're uneducated and you don't know what's going on you need to talk to somebody about it so that you can understand what's happening with your body but that shame's all already saying to you like no no no, no. hide it shut it down right man well, that, and, I, yeah and wow. no one else is talking about it right so okay, we get married and we weren't talking about it before, but we're sure as heck not talking about it now. Right. Because it's clearly uncomfortable if our parents aren't doing it. If really there's no other couples doing that and sharing. I just feel like with me sharing publicly over on my Instagram accounts about this topic, it's incredible how many people want to talk about it. Like, oh, it's incredible. Help me figure out what's wrong because this is our problem. Yeah. And I am not a sex therapist. So I can't help them. But it was it was a really eye-opening experience to see everyone thinks everyone else is doing like awesome. Right. <laughs> and there's right. like five people doing awesome. No one's really <laughs> talking about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there is an element of connection there where, where it's like you bust something open that we all know is going on. 
and um, and you start talking about it, it's like, oh my gosh, like it's okay to talk about this thing that I've been trying hard my entire life to hide. Yeah, right. I know with Kobe and I, the you would tell Amy, our therapist, like we can't have this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Like sex was off the table for years mm-hmm. because I had my dukes up. Like, right. don't tell me what right. to do. And of course we're going to have issues. Hello, look what you did. Right, right, right. right. Totally. Like all that, all that is, all that is true. But, but hang on. If sex is about connection and shame is like the big disconnector, mm-hmm. then how well does shame work in a bedroom? It doesn't. <laughs> and that was the funny thing is he would say, totally you know, I really think we should go see Amy together because we really need to start talking about this thing that's your issue. Like, I think you have a lot of So he'd kind of, he'd feed the shame, oh. right? That's a, that's not yeah. the best approach. It was, yeah. it was always, <laughs> tell me about it. you right? got all this stuff, Ashlyn, that you got to deal with, with sex. And, um, I think it was, it, the biggest difference was when he piped up and he said, I have a lot of issues with shame behind sex. And it was like, wait, what? Yeah. Right. So totally. you're going to own some of this too? Right. Thank you. But but then when both of you could open up and yes. talk about your vulnerabilities and your struggles and mm-hmm. where you're at, then then you start to create a connection in that and and you can actually like really connect as and you talk about it. That's right? exactly what's happened. Yeah. You know, people are saying, "How are you guys getting to a point where you can do this 30-day sex challenge?" Well, it's because we didn't go from 0 to 100. Right. We have baby stepped. We had lots of mistakes, like I just mentioned. Right. But that one little shift for Kobe to be honest and to show up and own some of his stuff put down a huge wall for me right. to say, okay, like we're in this together. Right. I don't, I do have work to do, but so do you. Right. And we can do this. And we, it's been really cool because we have very open conversations about the topic that for 18 years, we didn't talk about. Right, you know. right, right. Like yeah. if we did, it was just this awful, awful ending. It was emotionally charged. It was based in shame and anger and blame, I mean, like all, all those things. It was a shame-filled conversation. And I think the, um, I guess I'm just thinking here, like the big takeaway is, is for me thinking about this and hearing this is, I thought that it was a, it was a sex issue. It was, it was a connection issue. It was a trust issue. And it's a safety it's, issue. It's safety issue yeah. for sure, yeah. right? And uh, I know for sure. And 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 Kobe, I just want to pipe in real quick. I I've seen couples stuck in this so many times, and it's always the case. It's never, hey, you need a change and just start having more sex. Yeah. It's uh, let, let's look at where the breakdown in trust and safety is. Yeah. So that you can be vulnerable with each other. Right. So, and that's, us. I think what's cool is because we were doing it backwards for all those years of like, let's go to a sex therapist. Let's try this. Let's do that. When we did the sex fast, that was pretty eye opening for both of us, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then with this, um, 30 days of sex, it's been for different reasons. People are like, why are you doing it? Are you just checking boxes? You know, right, right. heck no. Like this is an opportunity for us to learn. We are talking about sex yeah. every single day. Um, it's, it's been a beautiful experience for us, right? but it's also not about exploring. Like it's just, it's different, right? We're choosing to do different things. Right. There's no, this is wrong. This is right. Um, there's no judgment. In, right. Yeah. But the cool part I think is, this isn't how we fix things for us. Yes. So we actually 
started working on our levels of intimacy. We started focusing on, okay, so if sex is up here, then why the heck are we not fixing where we're at? Like we're not even checking in emotionally anymore. Right. We, right. Amy says a lot, like you guys got to go back to the basics. You know too much. Right. Like go backwards. And so yes. that's where we've gone. It's like, okay, let's just emotionally check in every night. Yes. And, and what's interesting is that that took place for like six weeks before September started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is 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 there a, a big mystery as to why September took place? No. no. <laughs> because right? it because it came down to emotionally connecting, which built safety, which built trust emotionally. And that and that opened the door to have this. And I will say that the conversations, like the cool part about this is the conversations that you and I have about sex and um and 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 honestly at the end of the day like the 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 actual day itself and when we're so tired it's like okay this is going to take a little extra mental focus here (laughs) to make sure that we can that we can check this box because i'm tired and you're tired it's like okay so let's meet each other where we are right the ability to have those kind of open and candid conversations to me is so liberating and it's really connecting at the same time. And so And then it's not about the checking the box anymore. No, 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 no. It's just been it's been a, a way cooler journey on this. And so that's why I, I will say too, when you talked about this is not about experimenting, this is not about exploring. Okay, so there might be a season for that and a time for that, which which is cool. But right now, it's I, I think this has just opened the door to objectify the whole topic and understand exactly um, where we are, but de shame. The yeah, topic of sex. T- take the shame off of it, right? It's it's, it's been yeah, cool. Yeah, when shame when shame leaves the bedroom, safety is there, and when safety is there, then sex, good sex, mm-hmm. healthy sex can take place. Yeah, and it's so. interesting. I read about how it's so much different for a woman that it's like you said, very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, for multiple physical reasons. Yes. You know, we can get pregnant. We can get diseases. Yeah. We can all these things are coming into our body. Like it is vulnerable physically, let alone emotionally. Right. That's a good point, Ashlyn. And so I think we kind of, we, the shame gets over that of like, what's wrong with you? Like everyone's doing this. And in the magazines, it's like so open. That's a really good point because, and you're with a man who can probably physically like take advantage if he, and so it's, it's just really, really vulnerable. And, and I, I mean, we talked about this last time on the podcast, but this, this duty sex, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, sex out of shame is I have to be good as a wife, so I have to give him sex. And, and um, you know, if, if, it's, if it's that vulnerable um, to do it out of duty, you're feeling forced and it's going to destroy the whole thing, right? And it might even hurt, you yeah, know, right. like physically. And so... Right. I don't know, for us, me just sharing that and having a vulnerable conversation about that and him having that same realization like, oh, of course, that makes sense. And okay, this is one more way that we can get past the shame of I'm this woman who's smaller and, you know, Kobe could overpower me if he wanted to. So I've seen this before where, um, you know, there's, there's betrayal trauma there and there's just been unhealthy sex in the relationship, sex done out of shame and sex done out of duty. And, um, the husband is working hard to be patient, to be kind, to work his recovery, but she doesn't want to engage sexually because she's been, she's been checking the box and doing it out of fear for so long. Um, and so she, she sets a boundary of, I look, I don't want you to touch me. 
and and he's really kind and empathetic and patient and he follows that boundary and i've seen this happen like three or four times where she ends up coming on to him that week because um and then she'll she'll come into the therapy session like i can't believe what i did brandon (laughs) oh my gosh and the reason is is because now when he respected that boundary all of the pressure went away and safety. all of the shoulds, all of the shame, all the duty went away. Safety came in. And what do you know? She was a sexual being, right? And she wanted to engage with this guy who was willing to be patient. And will. now if he were, if he were the opposite, if you were saying, no way, like you, you should t- want to touch me because I'm your husband. And he's just feeding the shame about what she should be and why she should be different. Right. Right. That's cool. And I think that's, it reminds me so much of our sex fast that we did years ago, because that was a time for us to find safety, right? And there had been a lot of duty sex and, and it was, it was that for us. Like the, the, by the end of that sex fast, it was like, it was me and him coming together, but it was, I never came to him before. Right. Yeah. Because the duty was removed. Yeah. So there's nothing obligatory about it. And, um, I guess that's what happens when you remove shame or disconnection, right? Disconnected sex is, is so empty, right? It's, it's so empty and there's nothing connecting about it. And, um, it takes a lot of honesty, a lot like introspection to, to really say, okay, this is where I've been. It's, it's about, it's been about me and it's about me dealing with life by having sex with my partner but just having disconnected sex. Yeah. And um, if, if I don't know, that was a place where I was. And um, it's a totally different situation now. Meaning like my energy about sex is very different than the energy that I had in years past for most, for like most of our marriage. Yeah. The, the uh, um, to switch topics just for, for a second, I've seen this too, shame and sex. Um, somebody has experienced uh, some some intense trauma as a child um it, you know sexual abuse or or even physical trauma where maybe they got burned on their body and so they had and then they had a lot of body shame about the way their body looked and and uh, you know as an adult they get married um they get in this relationship and they don't want to expose themselves they don't want to be seen because they have so much shame around their body and it's not that they're not sexual beings and it's not that they don't want to engage sexually, but the shame is saying, I, I am ugly and I don't want you to see me. Right. And and that can cause, so, so the partner feels rejected. The partner feels neglected. Like just, just there's a lack of something in the, in the relationship. And a lot of times it's just the, just the person's shame associated to that trauma that needs to be treated. The trauma needs to be looked at and treated. And so, so that then that person can learn how to be vulnerable again, um, sexually with the other person. Yeah. We did. I did EMDR therapy for that very reason. Yeah. 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 And EMDR works well for that. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. This has been a, a really, I think important episode for me just, just by way of reflection. And obviously I came in here not realizing how, how prevalent shame and how prevalent my, uh, sex shame was even from as, as a young boy and it only escalated. And so this has been just has been just a really good episode for me. I, I want to finish just telling. So I, I teach these lessons in church, right? And, uh, I, I'll do, I'll do things like, Hey, 
um, I'll, I'll go teach it a, a lesson to like single guys, like single 20 year olds or whatever. I'll say, you know, raise your hand if, if any of you guys are sexually attracted to a girl, you know, in, in the, in church, like, and, and, and they'll look around like, I'm not raising my hand, no way, you know, and then one guy will do it. And then the rest of them will be like, yeah. And I'm trying to get them to, to kind of own their sexuality. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk, uh, you know, I'll say my, with my wife sitting there, like, Hey, sex is one of my favorite things. I love sex. Try saying that out loud in church next next Sunday, you guys. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But but then I'll say, you know, we never talk about it, and it's something shameful and scary to talk about. And like three pregnant women will walk in, and I'll be like, you know, somebody's doing it. You know, like, <laughs> somehow we're all here on this earth because somebody had sex, yeah. right? And I don't think pretending any longer, like. It's not something that we, we think about or something that we do. Yeah. Um, I realize with betrayal and with trauma, it's a scary topic and, and a lot of fear comes in, but we need to face that fear instead of just shutting it all down and, and trying not to be sexual, that'll cause more problems. Yeah. But, but if we, we, we get real, we get open, we get honest, then, then you can start to create some safety. That's awesome. So. Yeah. And I really think this is something that can be worked through, especially if you have a good therapist like you, Brandon, who's able to treat trauma and, and help with things like that. I honestly don't think I could have been where I'm at without that. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. You need safety to face the shame so that you can speak the shame so that you can heal from the shame and then you can start to let it go. And I'm just going to remind everyone, it took us a long time to get to this point. So um, it may be quick for you guys, but if it's not quick, be patient. Be okay with it for sure. Okay. So what's next? Uh, So we are going to jump deep, our deep dive on Patreon. Um, we're going to talk more about um, getting shame out of the bedroom. So some specific things that you can do to just get it out. De-shame Yeah, de-shame the bedroom. The bedroom. I like it. Um, and so another thing about Patreon, um, Ash and I were talking before, Patreon is 10 bucks, and, and it's not something that you you sign up for and then you're locked in forever. You can delete it whenever you want. It's really easy. Um, so if you've kind of been hesitant to, to go check us out over there and um, try it for a month, see how it is. Um, because the content that we we've been putting on Patreon, I think has been excellent. It's totally. been awesome. And, um, so please check and there's us out loads over there. of it. And really that's the place to send these private questions that you don't necessarily dare ask here on, you know, a live right. recording or over on our social media. It's a place for you to ask those questions and we will answer them as a team. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So to find us on Patreon, you go to... Click on details, scroll down, and you can see the first link in the show notes is the link to our Patreon site. Or go to the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert.com and you can find us there. Yep. So, Okay, guys. Thanks see you guys. Here. Peace out.